big to me. It's really frustrating, I promise. Hmm? Okay. Is it okay? No, is it fine? Aris, Honorable Aris, are you able to hear us? Hey, they hear us, but there's echo. Okay. So what is it now that is in I can read they are able to hear us or with an egg and the ones that have joined it's mutawum it's aris and who else Polnita. Okay, it's three. There's an echo in your sound. Are you ready to fight the agenda? Are you ready to flight to the agenda? I don't have the team. I don't have the team. Is our team in a Can you hear me, sir? Can you hear me? They can hear us now, but there is this echo, but it's better now. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, let's proceed with the meeting. As I have requested that I'm not going to repeat what I was saying. It was just welcoming remarks. And let's proceed to the meeting because um, we have to finalize this between now. I'm trying to persuade you up front that let's finish up this first. The echo again comes back. Can you flight the agenda secretary? Can you um, confirm? Can you hear me, sir? Honorable members, there is the agenda. Let's first apologize to people that have joined virtually for late start. We were doing some few things downstairs, which we apologize for that, but we didn't have any choice rather than to break whilst the meeting is in progress. We thought that let's start there. 
can we go to introduction? No, it's not introduction per se. It, we are all known, but what you need to do, Secretary, is to confirm the presence. Do we have the list? Can you quickly uh, uh, tell us who are you, Honorable, from the right? First one, just tell us because the Secretary is struggling to know our names. My name, good morning. My name is Bridget Masango, member of the committee. Good morning, everybody. Alexandra Abrams. The mic. It's on. Okay. Alexandra Abrams. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. I'm Gisela Opperman. Thank you. Good morning. I am Sitemilem Shong. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Uh, my name is Mari Sukas. Thank you. Uh, good morning, Chairperson, uh, our colleagues. I'm Liesl van Amara. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. My yeah. name is the Kang Stock. I'm also a member of the Portfolio Committee. Thank you. Thank you, Menier. To request the the legal advisors that are with us so that um, people that have joined from virtual at least are able to know who was in the meeting. Thanks. Over to you, Advocate. Uh, good morning. Luyanda Mchochisa, uh, Legal Advisor, Social Development. Thank you. Good morning, Chair, Honorable Members and Colleagues. My name is Nati Mchengwane. I'm a Parliamentary Legal Advisor. Thank you. Are you Nati or Unat? Nati, Chairperson. Thank you. Chair was called on ritual.
Finalization.
which platform? The South, the, the YouTube, the YouTube uh, live feed is not working. And then the people that join. YouTube? Are you are you on YouTube? Okay, okay. The people that are, are informing you, thank you very much. Can we correct this, Vetunan? You are in Titiniwengo. Sound is back on now. Sound. Okay. If the sound is back, I was just about to ask. In fact, I was asking who's ready from the two legal advisors that we have. Department, parliamentary, state, state law advisor. So now, President and uh, colleagues will just come in. To... You are saying you are the one that is ready. Over to you, Tatum uh, Chengane. Uh, Chair, good, good uh, morning again to you and honorable. Unmute. Unmute, Nati. You are muted. Thank you. Good morning, Chairperson and members again. Yeah. Thank you. Good morning, yeah, good morning, members and, uh, members, and, uh, and members and colleagues. Chair, I will just quickly recap and repeat what I've said for the purposes of uh, assisting the people on the virtual platform who did not hear my who did not hear the first parts of my presentation. Chair, I simply just mentioned that we are requesting your indulgence to reflect quickly on the background uh, before I get into the process of how the meeting is to proceed today in terms of the rules. Chair, in, uh, this, this uh, legislation has been before the committee for a while, and the committee has deliberated quite extensively on its provisions. And it has taken a number of decisions in respect of how it wants to proceed as empowered by the rules. By the rules. Uh, so, so the decisions that the committee has taken, Chair, 
initially was a decision around, around the, the issue of foster care parenting, sorry, in, uh, around the issue of early childhood development, which was a committee deciding that to separate from the pillars introduced all of those issues dealing with early childhood development. First decision taken by the committee in respect of this bill. So at that moment, Chair, the amendment process had begun in the committee, with the committee deciding that it was going to take the pillars introduced and amend it in the manner that rejects all of those clauses relating Rejecting this context used to mean subtracting from the bill all the clauses relating to development. Further deliberations and considerations happened in the bill chair, which were informed also by the extensive public consultation on this bill, which has been done by the committee. And yet another, and yet another decision was taken by the committee after due deliberations again, where the committee decided that it was to amend the bill again by separating all of those issues in the bill, which are not directly related to foster care parenting, or give effects, at least directly, to the North Southern High Court decision around the issue of comprehensive foster care parenting being provided for in this legislation. In respect of this decision, the latest decision, we had to amend the bill technically as support to the committee in such a manner that we were only left with what we now technically refer to as the 12 surviving causes, which are the causes taken directly from the bill as introduced but which directly respond to two things. Number one, the issue of the judgment, which the committee has decided to prioritize uh, to comply with. Number two, the consideration by the department as implementers of this legislation of what would suffice in the interim in order to, uh, to, to fulfill the direction of the North Southern High Court in respect of foster care parenting. So that's, that's, the, the, that's the latest decision, which, which leaves us with, with what, what we now have as the 12, 12 surviving choices. These are what we're going to be presenting the committee today, Chair, emanating from, from our last meeting, from the committee's meeting last week. Chair, the reference documents, the reference documents we would request members to have, which have been provided to members, which we would request members to refer to as we Continue with, with the process today. Is, is the principal act, which is the Children's Act, as the first document. The second document is the bill, the Children's Amendment Bill, as introduced, which is the original one without uh, separating the 12 clauses. The third one is the 12 clauses themselves, Chair, which uh, are the so called surviving clauses. We've also, we've also provided members with the latest amendments which we've made that arise from the discussions last week. There, there is also, also the matrix, matrix uh, which involves the commentary from the public that resulted from the extensive public consultation. In that matrix, we also have the responses to each of the matters raised by the, by the Department of Social Development. The matrix to data will only be relevant as it relates to these 12 surviving clauses. Just as a reference document for members as they continue to deliberate and engage on this matter. So that's, so that's in respect, respect of the reference documents, Chair. Now, in, in respect, respect of the process which you asked us to speak to Chairperson, the process today really is to present the bill. In this respect, we would request to present the entire 12 clauses to the committee, which incorporate the matrix, being the public commentary as well as the responses of the department. Subsequent to which Chairperson, deliberations from the committee will then ensue. 
all the players having presented before the committee, the 12 clauses. Subsequent to which Chairperson the committee would decide on which way to go in, in respect of the bill as introduced and the subsequent deliberations. We will, we will then, as technical support of the committee chairperson, develop a list of committee amendments, the so-called A list, which, which will result from the deliberations and decisions of the committee today. That, that chairperson is the process uh, we are trying to do to the, to, the, to the meeting. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, let's also give uh, the, the department to witness what is said by Mr. Chairman Oganya to tell us what do they see this. Uh, good morning, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members. Uh, once again, yes, what has been presented by the Parliamentary Legal Advisor is uh, what should be the uh, process to be followed today. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Mr. Chuchisa. Can we give over to Ms. Liz Naidu? Thank you, Chair. We also agree. We had a very long meeting on Monday surrounding these clauses, and we agreed on the process as described by Nati. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, the legal advisors have managed to give us the process and the procedure according to the act on how we should follow doing this. And uh, in my thinking, the previous meeting adjourned whilst we were dealing uh, with chapters. It was uh, raised by one of honorable members, I think it was honorable Masango, on, on rather to use the chapters than the clauses. And um, not... Thinking, Oganya, knowing that we do have the clauses, but um, we also discuss about uh, including some other clauses, but we agreed that let us not get into that trap of adding other clauses, rather deal with the 12 clauses that we have dealt with, because we still have to do other clauses as we have agreed. So we agreed on following one two also is one or close one because we had one e one h and we said one two must also be added and then we said uh, let's deal with these ones and then after dealing with this one we will be able to say to the high court this is what we have agreed as the committee, and then we'll then check whether on how can we proceed with other um, clauses, because the bill is not only twelve clause, the bill has got a vast and many clauses that we have to dealt with. And when we submit it, we have to make sure that we have already discussed the clauses and agreed upon. Can we then uh, give over to the department uh, to deal with a uh, close by close? Are we together, honorable members? Yes. 
Honorable Chairs, thank you, Chair. Just a point of clarity. Um, I remember the discussion going around. Also, you, you've referenced the clauses, the E and Q, but I remember last time our discussion going around um, 21 and 24 as well. I think Honorable um, Van der Merwe pointed out 24, and I think we had agreed to it, and therefore the total was 13 clauses. That's that's my recollection of the last meeting. And Andre Musango um, indicated that we were that we should actually be working from the matrix. It had nothing to do with clauses. Um, that's my recollection of the last meeting. Thank you, Chair. But I would like clarity on twenty one and twenty four. Okay. But uh, okay, there are hands. Let me not uh, also. <clears throat> be a referee and a player. Otherwise, I was attempted to answer what you are asking. But uh, we'll also ask the, 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 the legal advisors, mm -hmm. but we still remember on what we have agreed upon last time. And the advice that we got from the legal advisors. Can, can, can I give over to Honorable mm -hmm. talk about the, that discussion? No, no thank you very much. Uh... Uh, Honorable Chairperson, let me also uh, appreciate the briefing or the presentation that was done by the legal team. Uh, I think it's uh, it's it's quite comprehensive, and it also gives us an opportunity as part of the way forward for the portfolio committee, which we really appreciate. And uh, we are also at the back of our minds as members of the portfolio committee, uh, based on the background given from the legal briefing. Uh, that we have been dealing with this matter for quite some time now. Uh, we have extensively as a portfolio committee uh, uh, had an opportunity to deliberate or deal with this matter. Uh, having said that, uh, Honorable Chairperson, I just want to uh, uh, speak about this matter of Section 21 and Section 24, which we also, in the last portfolio committee meeting, we had a, a number of deliberation or different views around it. Uh, I think from the onset, uh, when as the portfolio committee we agreed that we are going not to uh, consider all the clauses, I think the explanation or the briefing or the clarity from the legal team, if I remember very well, was that uh, if we had to consider all the clauses, we are not going to be able to meet the deadline of the North Houghton High Court. And at that time, we discussed it, and then we felt, let's only consider the clauses that are foster care related in order for us as the portfolio committee to be able to meet the Not throwing out some of the clauses, uh, like for an example, section 21, uh, section 24, and all other clauses uh, that are also in the bill as part of the amendment. We are not throwing out those clauses. Therefore, the committee will then have a separate process in the form of a committee bill, which will then be the second amendment of the Children's Amendment Bill, in my own understanding. Uh, with that having been presented to us in a number of meetings, I think that's where we said and agreed that instead of now bringing other clauses, like for an example, section 21, if I need to be specific. And uh, yeah, honorable members can be patient to each other. Can you protect me, honorable chairperson? 
was still on the floor. No. Okay, can we give him yeah. an opportunity to present what we agreed upon? And then if you've got anything contrary to what he is saying, you'll raise your hand. I've noted you. Okay. Um, I've both noted you. <clears throat> can you proceed? Thank you. Thank you for the protection, Honorable Chairperson. So if I need to be specific in terms of uh, the surviving clauses, which are foster care related, the explanation also that has been given to us in a number of meetings by the legal team was that uh, there are also clauses which are not going to survive, which we are going to reject. And they also explain the issue of rejection. It's not to say we are disregarding or we are throwing these clauses in the dustbin. It's just the legal term that has been used uh, in terms of the parliamentary processes, rejection. So we are rejecting all the clauses and then we stick to the 12 clauses that are surviving in order for us to be able to meet uh, the court deadline. Now, in terms of Section 21, Section 21 is the issue which has been largely canvassed by the Fathers for Justice uh, throughout the public hearing. Uh, but uh, I think in the last meeting, the legal team then said Section 21 also will need also a public consultation process on its own because it deals uh, to a large extent with the issue of adoption uh, because the issue of Option is not an automatic right of parent, so we need also to subject that particular clause to a thorough public participation process. So, for us to bring it in into the 12 clauses uh, and make it also to survive, it will be quite problematic as to how we have actually listened to what the legal briefing has been. So, uh, honorable chairperson, to uh, sum it up uh, before I irritate my some of my colleagues, uh, to sum it up nicely. I also support uh, the 12 surviving clauses that will be presented by the by the legal team to us in today's meeting. And then any other clause that is not there, that is not finding expression in the 12 clauses, I will appeal and request the honorable members in the portfolio committee to be patient with the process, not to delay us even further beyond this point, and allow us to deal with the 12, and then we comply with the court process, and then we embark on a separate process to consider these other clauses uh, that will be left out or having been rejected in today's meeting. I think there's a clarity that I just wanted to uh, maybe share with some of my colleagues. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thank, Thank you. you, Honorable Stock, Honorable Sukers, followed by Honorable Lisa. Okay. Thank um, you, Chair. Um, yeah, Chair, I just want to draw the committee's attention to the fact that the law, um, as we are writing it as lawmakers, have a material difference or make a material impact on the reality of children that are in foster care in this instance. And the issue of foster care with family, as we have heard in the um, public hearings, where so many um, fathers and grandparents and has spoken has of spoken the, of um, the circumstances, circumstances that um, that impacts children that are in the care of relatives or in the care of uh, um, guardians. So we cannot look at it only with a deadline in mind. We are sitting, and I'm speaking so with social impact alone right now. I'm saying Section 21 
has to do with the, with the social circumstances of children. And the committee needs to view the clauses that are before us within the real time that they know as public representatives that are on the ground in their constituencies. The law that we're busy with is not just with busy with meeting a deadline. It is also, um, as I've said before, without laboring it. We also need to apply our mind in terms of how the, the why uh, such a clause we need to um, incorporate as we look at it. And we need to keep in mind the budgets with, that we have available and what it means if we now uh, put this in so that unmarried fathers take responsibility for the children that um, they have fathered. Thank you, Honorable Sukers. Honorable Abram? I mean, Lisa, sorry. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Um, I'm a bit taken aback because I thought we left the meeting uh, last week agreeing to remove 1E, add 1Q, add one and to include section 21 and section 24. So if that is no longer the case, then I wonder what the status of our minutes of our previous meeting would be, because unless I didn't understand the process, it was very clear that we as a committee had agreed to, to those four amendments. And I would like to just say that, um, firstly, Section 21 has got nothing to do with adoption. Section 21 was consulted on very widely, and as I previously indicated, it was widely agreed on in terms of the submissions. Section 24 is merely a technical amendment. Um, and so I also want to just say that it is our job as lawmakers. The question before us is and was, are, what are the clauses that speaks to the North Hutting Health Court ruling? And we had identified 12, but we're also a portfolio committee that must do justice to a, to a project before us, which allows us to say that we feel that these two uh, amendments should also be included. So we're not asking and so we're not asking for a floodgate of amendments to be included. We've all agreed on the 12th. We are simply suggesting that there's another two that should be added. It's not a floodgate of including all the others that we've rejected. We are simply saying that in the for the purpose of what we are doing, which is to say, are we speaking to the North Gauteng High Court? We want to include Section 24, which is a technical amendment, and Section 21, which was an important amendment, which was taken through the public submissions. And which had received so much support that we can't say that we need to subject it again to public submissions. So then I would really want to know then what is the status of the previous meeting we held in the minutes because I left the meeting thinking we are going to remove 1E, add 1Q, consider section 21 and section 24. And that is what I came to this meeting prepared to do today. We are a portfolio committee that must also give our own inputs into the process. We can't just leave it over to the department. And so really my plea is it's not adding, it's not delaying. I'm sure, um, I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I've, made, I've tried to make my point. Thank you so much, Chef. Okay. Uh, Honorable Abraham. Thank you, Chairperson. And then just lastly, Chairperson, I know we are pressed for time and, um, and things like that, but if not now, then when, Chairperson? This committee still has to do the funding amendment bill. There's an older person's bill. There's a victim support services bill. So if not now, with just these minor amendments that were largely supported, then my question is, then when when do we get around to do it? Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honourable Members. Uh, you know what? I'm also 
little bit uh, not sure what is it the meeting is going on now. Because maybe let me also first give the honorable members. At least I was present when it was finalized the meeting. I can't remember this removing of one A and one E. And I, I, I am not sure, maybe uh, honorable members that were present when I was out uh, will bear with me and give me the direction. But uh, honorable Kate, followed by honorable Stock, I will again give it to you. Thank you. Thank, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, last week I, I was having only few, but my state of mind was fine. <laughs> I just want to put that here. I think the issue that makes us to be here as the portfolio committee today mostly is the issue of the court judgment. We're not supposed to be here. We're supposed maybe to have our meeting uh, seated at home. But we said if we're together, maybe we'll understand each other better. Uh, I think we did ask for the, for the extension. And now, and now it's like every day when we meet, I want to bring something that will delay us more. I don't think there's one here saying we are not going to deal with Section 21. But the indication is why can't we deal with the 12 clauses first in order to make the deadline of the High Court? Then we'll consider everything. <clears throat> if my memory serves me well, Chair, the issue of uh, Section 21 mostly has been raised by the fathers of fathers for justice or fathers of justice, something like that. And the fathers for justice, I think we're a few uh, fathers that were going from one province to the other in order to make an impact of what they wanted to see at the end of the day. I'm not saying that what they raise is of less importance, but we need also to consider the rest. And I'm happy some honorable members did mention that we need to engage this thoroughly as the portfolio committee. And I don't think thoroughly means now and now. It means we need to give it time. I will also support the issue raised by you, Chairperson, to say, can't we first deal with the 12 clauses? By saying we need to I deal with it, it doesn't mean that, that we're no longer going to entertain the Section 21. But let's give our focus on the issues that are before the court for now. That's my understanding, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Thank you, Honorable Kate. Honorable Master uh, Jane, 
Thank you very much, Chair. I remember very well when we talk about Section 21, whereby I have said we need to look and balance the thing because where we were in the rural provinces, where the people at the rural provinces, they have mentioned the issue of the unmarried father. I said, both of these things have weight. We will do it. And then I was uh, I was not familiar with the way it's reject. And then I was corrected. I said, we must put them so that we'll deal with everything that we have received from all the provinces where we went. So I still on that one saying uh, we need to balance. Balance doesn't mean we throw the other one in the dustbin, the other one we, we, we do preference. All these things carry weight because it talks more about the child, the, the, uh, uh, the, uh, especially those uh, that I have mentioned. Thank you, Chair. Chairperson. Okay, uh, Secretary, don't disturb me, please. Um, uh, I, I got a message that uh, Polnitsch's hand is up. So can we give over to you, Polnitsch? I see the hands and uh, yeah. Honorable Sukers, Honorable Masango, and Honorable so. Oh, yeah, and Honorable. I'm sure you'll be the last one, Honorable. Oh, yeah. We can't be going backward and forward and backward. I won't allow that to happen in this meeting today. Um, thank you, Chair. Um, Good morning, Chair. Can you hear me, Chair? Yes. yes, a little bit. Can you hear me? Chairperson? Yes. Okay, um, I just want to say, before the meeting was closed, what uh, Member uh, Lizelles was saying, it is kind of quite correct, we have agreed on the 13 clauses. They have incorporated the, the one clause as well. So what she was saying was exactly what was agreed upon in that meeting before we closed. And we said we're going to discuss that 13 and we're going to work it from there. So I didn't understand why are we discussing the thing again because we already decided on it. We agreed upon it and now we are going back and forth again. So I'm not sure. I noted uh, the hand of uh, Honorable Sukers, Honorable Masango, Honorable Mshongo, and Honorable mm. Stock, and then Sizai Valam. Not Sia Valam, my, my hand is up. Yes, Chair, I just, I made my argument based on lawmakers um, um, applying their mind into the social circumstances and, and why it is important. What Honorable Merve has said is correct. And I would call that the minutes be then called upon because we agreed on that. On that. We agreed to reject um, 1E. We agreed to include 21. 
And I don't think one can look at the issues of um, parental rights of unmarried fathers within the context of Fathers for Justice as an advocacy group alone. We need to look at it, um, as Ma Jane has rightly said, we need to weigh it against what we have heard in the, in the, in the um, public hearings. And there was no objection um, uh, to it. So it is, it is um, important for us to do this. I, I really feel that I must emphasize the fact that laws are lived out in real time. You can't just be academic about it and say we need to finish it and get to the deadline. We need to look at what does it mean? Why are we including Section 21? In doing that, we are doing right by um, the people whose lives are impacted by it. It is our job to do that. Okay, I don't think we need a workshop for now. Thank you very much for reminding us, Honorable Sukers. Honorable Masango. Thank you, Chair. Uh, what I just wanted to mention in agreement with what the colleagues have said just now is that, first of all, uh, Section 21, I think it's 1A, has to do with allowing the Children's Court to issue certificates. So, and we agreed in the last meeting to do that. And also to say that, 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 that this, this whole thing about the father's uh, um, Justice for Fathers is, is just one of the organizations that raised this issue. But even the people that applied in court that we are trying to respond to now, such as your Children's Institute, your, your Center for Child Law, your Cindy, your, I think it is, there's even a, a gender, gender um, a commission and all those organizations have uh, submitted on this issue, and Chair, I, I, I wish to agree with the 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 the, the, uh, the member, the honourable member that said that maybe we need to refer to the minutes of last week because this is astounding for me. I'm 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 actually gutted by what I'm hearing now. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honourable Masango. Honourable, thank you, Chair. Um, I was not part. Of last, I've noted, excuse me, I've noted you, Honorable Aris. I got a message that I got a note that is saying your hand is up. Thank you. But uh, can I be excused in terms of I am not going to give new hands except this one that I have noted? Otherwise, we won't finish this meeting today, Honorable Members. Honorable Nfo. Thank you very much, Chair. Um, Chair, I was not part of last week's meeting, but I wanted to say, as the chairperson, you must now guide the meeting because we would all be speaking uh, different things. Some saying this was said in last meetings and some saying this was not said. So uh, if going back to last week's minutes would assist in you guiding the meeting chair so that we proceed with what uh, the parliament legal advisor has uh, advised on in the beginning. Thanks, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Nshongo. Nshongo, uh, over to you, Honorable uh, Stock. Okay. No, thank you very much. Uh, oh, before you, Aris, I'm sorry. Paris. Uh, yes, morning, Chair. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Chair. Um, 
Yes, I am covered with what the previous speakers were saying, that we go back because we are wasting unnecessary time, that we go back to the minutes because um, it will reflect in last week's minutes. So if it is not reflecting, um, let that uh, um, Lindy are there. She is our committee secretary. Let she provide us with the minutes or otherwise we need to change the agenda in order for us to adopt that minutes. Because right now, because that if uh, because then if that decision was taken, it means the reflection of this meeting is not a true reflection of what we have decided last week. In order for us to get progress in the meeting, let us then just go back to that minute. Is all thank you, Chair, because we're going forward and backwards and 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 not getting the true reflection of what we have decided last week. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Honourable. Thank you, Honourable Harris, Honourable Stock. Thank you very much, Honourable Chairperson. Uh, I just need to start to correct uh, what I said earlier on. I think Founder uh, Merve is correct. Section 21 does not deal with adoption. It deals what I wanted to say. I wanted to say it deals with the custody of the children. Custody. Yeah, maybe it's the English language, but I just thought I must just correct it for record purposes. And then uh, as a point of departure, Honorable Chairperson, uh, what I want to propose now, uh, I'm just going to put a proposal clearly in terms of uh, the procedural, uh, the procedure in terms of portfolio committee meetings. Uh, the Chairperson have opened the meeting, the meeting is correcting, the agenda has been put for all of us flighted We've then proposed and we've moved for the agenda. So what we are doing now, in fact, we're dealing with the last item in the agenda, which is the deliberations. I'm not sure if members are aware of that. We're deliberating now. But I understand because the chairperson was trying to be democratic. Yeah, the chairperson started the meeting. Let's proceed. This is how we're going to proceed. And then we're taken to some sort of deliberations. So I understand, I fully understand uh, the chairperson uh, to be democratic and say, let's hear what is the point. And then it went on and on and on and on. So I want to appeal to the members as part of me putting the proposal so that we can make progress. That we move according to the agenda where we were, we go back to where we were in the agenda. We're just about, the chairperson was just about to allow the legal team to present to us, uh, because Advocate Mjengana indicated there are 12 surviving clauses. So I will propose to the meeting, let's go back to that process. Then the legal team presents to us. And then once the team has presented to us, then we'll get an opportunity to deliberate. And then if there's a clause, whether it's section 21 or section 24, or any other clauses that members feel, it must be included also as part of the surviving clauses then we can deliberate and persuade each other as to whether the clause must survive or it must also be rejected and be considered at a later stage. So I wanted just to make that firm proposal on our chairperson so that we move according to the agenda and then we deal with the presentation, then we'll have our opportunity as members also to deliberate. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thanks. Okay, thank you very much, uh, Honorable Stock. As I have indicated, that you will be the last one on this item. 
Uh, can I request all the hands that are up to go down or be taken down? You know, honorable members, exactly honorable stock has read my mind because I was about to give the ruling in terms of what is it that is that needs to happen. I had the proposal from Honorable Nshongo and Honorable Aris. The proposal that they did, no one is against that, but Honorable Stock has covered exactly what they wanted. With the minutes that have been asked, Honorable Members, we don't have Lindy today. Lindy is writing exams. I don't think the secretary who's acting will have the minutes. And if it is the case, you know for a fact, even in the house, when there is something that we, we disagree with it, the speaker of the house will request to go back and read the minutes and records and come back to the meeting and report what is it that is the outcome. Especially in a case or a situation like this one, of this one is talking about this and that other one is talking about this. Can't we be patient? Because I was exactly about to give the legal advisors to give us according to what Honorable Masango has raised in terms uh, of dealing with uh, chapters. And then after that, we have to go get those minutes. Acting Secretary, you must request the records and the minutes so as to agree exactly what is it that we have agreed upon and what is it? Because it means we will be rescinding whatever we agreed initially on the first meeting or on the first uh, deliberation in terms of the 12 clauses. Can I be given an opportunity to give the department to present this section or chapters that we need to deal with them? And then definitely it's not the last meeting which I can see that it means that we will continue dealing with this again and again and again. And then we'll definitely have to get the minutes and the records. I understand the, the media people that are here are recording each and every one's deliberations and input. But we won't get them today. Definitely we'll get them next meeting. Then we have to reschedule and reschedule the, the timetable or the schedule of the meetings. Can we give over to Chair? We, we are now flighting the 12 clauses, Chair. Uh, and just to note that, Chair, what we are flighting out here does not include clause, uh, the clause that amends section 21 of the Act. So, Chairperson, the other issue to note about what we are flighting out here is that subsequent to the meeting of the committee last week, we went and did uh, some amendments onto the 12 clauses to include the matrix, which is the public input as well as the responses of the department to the questions raised by the public. Those issues, in order for the members, in order for the members, to highlight them in what we are presenting today. Thank you, Chair. So that is clause one, two percent of the twelve surviving clauses. I will just read it uh, for uh, ease of reference by members. So clause one reads as follows: "It's an amendment of section one of the Act, and it's amended in the following terms: 
Section 1 of the Children's Act, here and after referred to as the Principal Act, is hereby amended A. By the substitution for definition of abandoned, the following definition. Abandoned child means a child who A, has been deserted by a parent, guardian, or Caregiver, for no, no apparent, apparent reason, reason comma, comma. had no contact with the parent, comma, guardian or caregiver for a period of at least three months, or has, comma, if applicable, comma, no knowledge as to the whereabouts of the parent, comma, guardian or caregiver, and such information and cannot, such be, information cannot be accepted by the That is our clause 1A. And then clause 1A. E. Jefferson is the one that the committee decided to not include. And the ones, the ones, the ones that Jefferson, are on the site. Please note so me. Those are not on this one, Jefferson. Those are site drafting notes that we did as, as the, the drafting team. So what we are working on is the is the document on the on the screen, which is a from the department, which we have now proposed in a new clause for consideration by the committee. Yes. So, Chair, there is, in that clause one, Chair, there's also one H, which reads as follows. By the substitution for the definition of cluster four case, foster care scheme of the following definition. Cluster four, cluster, cluster foster care scheme means a scheme providing for the reception of children in foster care, in foster care. Managed, and managed and operated by a designated, by designated child, child protection organization, organization or the, the provincial department of social development and registered by the provincial head of social development for this purpose. And then Chairperson, a decision was taken by the committee to include Q in that, sec in that uh, clause. So Q reads as follows. Q reads as follows. By the by substitution, the substitution by the for definition of orphan of the following definition. Orphan means a child whose parent or both parents are deceased. So that chairperson is clause one, as, as had been discussed and decided by members. We have only in this version, chairperson, just to remind members, just to remind members, consider the matrix and the responses and a crafted that proposed clause. Okay. That's 1A and? So we have new, three clauses here. We have 1A, we have 1H, and 1Q, Chair. E is the one where the committee had made comments about it uh, being excluded from this because it had not been consulted on terms. Thank you. Jefferson, may I ask a point of clarity? to our legal advisor. He has adequately captured deletion of E, as discussed in the last meeting. He's adequately captured the inclusion of Q. Then my question then becomes why, when we resolved in the last meeting to include an amendment to section one, was that not, 21, was that not included? Because these are the ones we resolved on the last meeting. So then where, where is the 13th clause? I'm just asking his guidance. Can you respond? I don't want to respond by myself. Legal advice. Chairperson, the, the clauses we've captured here, we've captured here in our recollection that we've taken as lawyers who are doing this work. Uh, it captures the discussions as we understood them, Chairperson. The, the issue of clause 21. 21 is in the uh, bill as introduced. It's also, it was not part of the 12 clauses 
which were proposed, sorry, which were put before the committee, which were put in the last meeting, in the last meeting. And therefore, the decision around it was not clear. However, I would, I would also just give my colleague from the department who can just reflect on some of the reasons why it was not considered in our consideration of this matter as one which, direct, direct, which is directly related to the issue of foster care uh, uh, parenting as per the, per the judgment. My colleague, Advocate Mkotis, I can just quickly speak to that issue, Chair. Thank you. Advocate Mkotis. Uh, thank you, Honorable Chair and uh, Honorable Members. The, the understanding uh, was that the meeting last week stopped before the finalization of this particular document. So there was still more to be discussed around Clause 21 at the end of that meeting, which as in today has been suggested that let us first deliberate on those. The fact that one two is there is just because there is no uh, controversy, if I may use that word, around one two. We are all in agreement in terms of how it should be applied. And then at the end of this presentation, as Honorable Stock indicated, we will then uh, look at any other clauses that the committee members uh, feel that they should be included okay. and discuss uh, the implications of clause 21, or that is section 21, clause 10, and at the end of the day, include it if that would be the, the decision of the House. Thank you, Honorable Members. Thank you, Chair. Okay. Thank you very you much, uh, advocating to In my thinking, I, you also explained uh, about um, Section 21. Chair. You requested and advised the meeting that Chair let's rather please. deal with Section 21 or Clause 21 uh, on the later stage. Oh, you decide to march out without even informing us that you are marching out. Chairperson, yeah. I would like to note that I cannot in good conscience continue until the verbatim minutes of our last meeting is prevent, uh, presented before the committee. So I'd like kindly be excused. Thank you. Um, Does it mean that you still want the previous uh, minutes? Okay. Okay. Can we continue? Uh, thank you very much. Bon voyage. Can we then continue? Uh, with um, explanation on section section close one, we are done with close one. We have included one two. Yes. We have included H. Is it H and A? Yes. E deleted and H. Oh, eight and two. Okay. What is the situation? Chairperson? Chairperson? Hello? Honorable Aris. Are you gone? Sure. 
Okay. okay. To address members and inform them that this document is a working document. At the end of the day, it is the committee and the committee members that instructs us as the legal advisors on what goes in additionally and what is removed. This is for discussion purposes to assist us with this unique situation of subtracting from the initial bill as introduced. So it is still a working document and the parliamentary law advisor, the office of the chief state law advisor and the department is not saying this is the final version, take it or leave it. It's still the committee's decision. It's still up to the committee to instruct us Please change A or B or C or remove it. But this was just a guide because this is a unique situation that the parliamentary law advisor and myself were discussing this morning where the bill as introduced is now being limited to only one area of law dealing with children foster care system. Thanks, Chair. Thank you very much, Elise, which we understand. We can't be here in the parliament, but not understanding these processes at the end of the day. And it was stipulated clearly, Liz. Thank you for emphasizing on it. It was explained clearly by our advisors that at least it's not cut and dry, but it's still a discussion document. And if they even tell us, in fact, they told us that there is A and there is B. There is also a final thing which we are not yet there on the final thing. Thank you very much for that explanation. How many are we left here? NGOs, are you here with us, stakeholders? Or you managed to leave us? Hello? On virtual? I know for a fact. Honorable Matangu is joined. So, can we proceed? Thank you, Chair. Chair, I just want to mention what uh, I've raised my hand. So, uh, I was waiting that she must finish so that I must uh, voice what I, uh, I wanted to say. I think uh, we have done well since we, we started with the bill. We even, on our second meeting, we ask that this bill tell us which one uh, that is related to the Houghton North High Court. And then they explain, and then that's why we are here today, dealing with what we have said we wanted. It's us who have said we want. And this to be done like so, this. So anyway, anyway, those who well, are out will get it because they are the one who were part and parcel of proposing what we are doing today. Okay, thank you, Honorable Mangani. Can can we proceed to the next clause? Thank you, Chairperson. The next clause, the next clause, clause, is, a, clause is a clause twenty-four. Uh, of the bill, which is an amendment of section 45 of the Act. It reads as follows, Chairperson. Section 45 of the principal Act is here, um, hereby amended by the insertion in subsection 1 after paragraph B of the following paragraph. B, capital A, 
guardianship of a child as contemplated in section 24. And then B, by the substitution in subsection one for paragraph J of the following paragraph. J of the following paragraph. J, J. A child and youth care center, comma, a partial care facility or a drop-in center, comma, or any other facility purporting to be a care facility for children. C, by the insertion in subsection one after paragraph J of the following paragraph. J capital A. An, an unaccompanied or separated migrant or a child who is an asylum seeker or refugee as contemplated in the Refugees Act. Or D, by the substitution for subsection two of the following subsection. Two of the following two. subsection. Two. A children's court must refer any criminal matter arising from the non-compliance with an order of such court or a charge relating to any offense contemplated in section 305 to a criminal court having jurisdiction. E, by the substitution in subsection three for the words preceding paragraph H of the following words. Pending the establishment of family courts by an act of parliament, comma, the high courts have exclusive jurisdiction over the following matters contemplated in this act. F, by the deletion in subsection 3 of paragraphs A and B. G, by the substitution in subsection 3 for paragraph H of the following paragraph. H, surrogate motherhood agreement. And H, by the insertion after subsection 3 of the following subsections. 3 capital A. 3 capital A. The High, the High Court and Children's, Children's Court have concurrent jurisdiction of the guardianship of a child as contemplated in Section 24 of this Act. 3 capital B. The High Court, Children's Court and Regional Court have concurrent jurisdiction of the, over the assignment, exercise, extensions, restriction, suspension or termination of guardianship in respect of a child. Full stop. Thank you, Chair. That's Clause 24. Honorable members, I think we passed this one according to what the department has. Uh, do we reject or agree? That's the terminology that is being used. Ne? Yeah, yeah, Chair, the agreement was, according to your guidance, Chair, was that we would go through all of these clauses, which draft document that were presented to the committee. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then the members will then engage in a discussion and deliberation about, about some of the matters that arise, including adding or subtracting from what we are proposing. Thank, Thank you, Chair. So, Chair, now we are proceeding to Clause 56, which forms part of the 12 surviving clauses. Clause 56 is an amendment of Section 105 of the Act. It reads as follows. Section 105 of the Principal Act is hereby amended by the insertion after subsection 5 of the following subsection. Six, the department must, comma, as prescribed, comma, develop and conduct a quality assurance process for the evaluation of a, a, a child, child protection services and, and b, the child protection organizations as contemplated in section 107 of the Act. Chairperson, I'd just like to mention here that as I indicated when I started the presentation, those parts of this document which are highlighted in yellow Indicate the areas, indicate where, we the areas where we have taken consideration of the, of the matrix, which is, which the, is public the public input, input as, as well as the department's, department's responses. 
and propose a clause which in our view would be fitting to accommodate and be all encompassing of all of that input. Thank you, Chairperson. So that is reflected in that clause 56. I then proceed, Chairperson, to go to the next clause, which is clause 77 of the bill, which reads as follows. It's an amendment of section 142 of the Act. Section 142 of the Act is hereby amended. A, by the substitution for paragraph F of the following paragraph. F, prescribing the conditions for the examination or assessment of children who have been abused, comma, abandoned or neglected, comma, including the consent of the child for any such examination or assessment, given the age and maturity of the child. And B, by the deletion of the word and at the end of paragraph J and the insertion of paragraph J of the following paragraph, after paragraph J of the following paragraph, J capital A, prescribing the powers, comma, duties and responsibilities of the register of the National Child Protection Register, J capital B, prescribing the criteria for the establishment of resource and resourcing of designated child care and protection units. And so that is clause 77, Chair. We proceed to the next clause, which is clause 82 of the surviving clauses. It amends section 150, Chairperson, of the, of the Act. Chair, in respect of this clause, having considered what is put before the committee as a proposed clause from us at a technical level, Chair, we then had a subsequent meeting and consideration as a legal team. And uh, in our analysis, came to a decision that these matters, matters that are proposed in this amendment are procedural matters, implementation matters, which can be best provided for in the regulations instead of in the principal act. We therefore, Chairperson, looked for the best part in which to propose a clause that would be all-encompassing of this provision as a, as, a, as a matter of principle in the principal act, which would then be expansion in the regulations. In respect of that, Chairperson, we then proposed a new clause in amendment of section 160, which is a pro of the principal act, which is where uh, the act provides for making of regulation in respect of this matter. I just want to go to that clause, Chair. Go to that clause, Chair. So, Chairperson, this would be the new clause now uh, that will be amending section 150. In respect of this, Chair, we have proposed the following wording for the members' consideration. And we insert in section 160 C capital A, sorry, in section 160 of the Act, that we insert a section 160 C capital A in the following wording. That CA reads as follows. The procedure, comma, form and manner that a, that a social service practitioner must follow an assessing, follow comma, an assessing screening, comma, screening comma, comma, investigating, comma, comma, referring to the relevant authority and placing a child who is abandoned or orphaned. So this is a principal provision, Chair, that empowers the, the, the department or the minister to make regulations that would then prescribe the process that would unfold in giving effect to this power. I want to mention in this respect, Chair, and my colleague uh, from the department, Advocate Chodisau, can confirm, that the department is in fact already working on the draft regulations that would give effect to this clause, which regulations would then be put before the committee for consideration before they are published, Chair. Thank you. In respect of this, I will just uh, ask my colleague to, 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 to your indulgence, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. 
That is correct, Honorable Chair. The department, parallel to this process, is busy developing regulations because there are so many provisions in the entire bill that require regulations. We are mindful of the fact that uh, regulations have to be developed at the end, that is after the bill has been passed into law. But because of the time uh, constraints that we have, uh, the regulations are just like two steps behind the development of this bill, so that if there are changes in the bill, then we go and amend the regulations. So that at the end of the day, once the president assents uh, to and signs this bill into law, we'll have about a week or two to finalize the regulations that, rather than a very long time. So that is correct, Chair. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. If uh, Chair, then... Uh allows us to proceed uh, from that explanation. We will then go to the next amendment in terms of the surviving clauses, which is Clause 83. Clause 83 is an amendment of Section 155 of the Act. Chair, it reads as follows. Uh, 83CA. Sorry, I just wanted to put it up on the screen just for people on the virtual platform to be able to reference. So this is an amendment of Section 55 of the Act. Chair, reads as follows. Section 155 of the principal act is hereby amended by, by a, a, the substitution, substitution for subsection one, 1 of the following subsection. So, so those are the proposed uh, words or drafting from us, Chair, to the committee to consider, which is why they are highlighted in such a manner. It reads as follows. Upon notification or referral to the children's court of a child who is the subject of proceedings subject in terms of sections 47, 47, 151, 152, or 154, Comma, a children's court must open a court file in the prescribed manner and must decide the question of whether it is in, is in need of care uh, and protection. And protection. So that, that is, that is uh, our clause 83, Chairperson. And the B of that clause, we have had some comments here which uh, we will speak to in respect of this clause. But I will just request that I go through the entire clause chair uh, first, and then my colleagues can just add on some of the comments that we had as we were discussing that clause. So B of that clause reads as follows. By the substitution for subsection 2 of the following subsection, 2, a designated social worker must investigate the matter, and within 90 days from the date of referral, compile a report in the prescribed manner on whether the child is in need of care and protection. So everywhere there is a reference to a prescribed manager, that is a reflection of the regulation that must be developed in order to expand on that power of, of, that is being that is provided for in the principal act. So that, that is our clause 83, Chair. Thank you, uh, Honorable Chair, through you. Uh, the agreement uh, in, in, in terms of how we approach uh, this one was that with regard to the proposal in A, uh, if you can highlight it, uh, in 1A, uh, the indication was that Section uh, 47 uh, of the uh, Principal Act 
already takes uh, into account the issues that have been proposed in terms of opening the files and how such files should be opened. And also the understanding that the court processes themselves already take care of such uh, issues in dealing with the opening of, of the files. These are the procedures that are already taken care of in the uh, system, uh, the court's use. So we, we are not going to be considering this uh, particular in, in, uh, proposed insertion on such basis. And with regard to B, uh, the indication is that, yes, although we accept uh, B, uh, but B will fall away because of the issue of the newly inserted provision, uh, which is Section 160A, uh, capital C. That is uh, the one that is dealing with the processes for investigation and establishment, uh, whether a child is in need of care and protection. So in other words, what we see in uh, under A and under B highlighted in yellow is going to fall away in the next uh, draft that will be presented. Thank you. So thank you, Chair. Uh, with that explanation, Chair, I then proceed to the next the next uh, amendment clause, Chair, which is clause eighty four. Sorry, Chair, please. Um, bear with me. I'm just trying to put it. Up me. I'm just trying to put it up on the screen for your ease of reference. So clause clause 84 Jefferson is an amendment of section 156 of the act. It reads as follows. Section 156 of the principal act is hereby amended A by amended A by the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph B of the following paragraph B. Confirming that the person in whose care the child is, comma, may retain care of the child, comma, if the court finds that person is a, if the court finds that person is a suitable person to provide for the safety and well-being of, of the child. B, B. by, by the, the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph C of the following paragraph. C, that the child be returned to the person in whose care the child was before the child was placed in temporary safe care, if the, courts find, if the court finds that the person is a suitable person to provide, provide for, for the safety, safety and well-being of the child. C, by, by the insertion in subsection 1 of the paragraph C of the following paragraph. C, capital A, that the child be placed in the care of a parent or family member, comma, if the court finds that such person is a suitable person to provide for the safety and well-being of the child. D, D by the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph D of the following paragraph. D, that, that the person in whose care the child must make arrangements of for the child to be taken care of in a partial care facility at the expense of such person, comma, if the court finds that the child became in need of care and protection because the person in whose care the child was lacked was lacked the, the time to care for the child. So in respect of this, we'll just uh, update the necessary punctuations, Chair. And E, by the substitution in subsection 1E for paragraph, Roman letter 2 of the following subparagraph. Two. Foster care with an identified foster parent who is part of a registered cluster foster care scheme. Thank you, Chair. That's our clause 84. The next clause, Chairperson for Amendment, is clause 85, which is an amendment of 
for section 157 of the Act, it reads as follows. Section 157 of the Municipal Act is hereby amended. A. By the substitution in subsection 1 for the words preceding paragraph A of the following words. Before a child's court makes an order in terms of section 156 for the removal of the child of the child from the care of the child's parent, guardian or caregiver, the court must B. By the substitution and subsection 1A, B, principal and chairperson, I will just restart that process. We are on B, chairperson, uh, in amendment of section 157. It reads as follows. By the substitution, substitution and subsection 1B for paragraph 1, or letter 1 of the following subparagraph. From letter 1, leaving the child in the care of the parent from a guardian or caregiver, under the supervision of a designated social worker, comma, provided that the child's provided safety the child's and well-being must and receive must first priority. C, by the substitution in subsection 1B for paragraph sub, for subparagraph from letter 2 of the following subparagraph. From letter 2, placing the child in alternative care for a limited period to allow for the reunification of the child and the parent, comma, guardian or caregiver with the assistance of a designated social worker. D, by the substitution in subsection 1B for subparagraph from letter 3 of the following subparagraph. From letter 3, placing the child in alternative care with or without terminating parental responsibilities and rights of the parent, former guardian, or caregiver. E, by the substitution for subsection 3 of the following subsection. 3, a child who is 3 years of age or less who has been orphaned or, or abandoned must be made available for adoption in the prescribed manner and within, within the prescribed period, period except, except when this is not in the best interest of the child. Members who just note the, the parts I uh, highlighted in yellow as an amendment there. F, by the substitution for subsection four of the following subsection four, when issuing an order involving the removal of the child from the care of the child's parent, comma, guardian, guardian caregiver, caregiver, comma. The court, the court may, may include in the court order instructions as to the implementation of the permanency plan for the child, full stop. That is our clause 85 chain. Clause 86, which is an amendment of section 159 of the Act, reads as follows. Section 159 of the Principal Act is hereby amended by the insertion of the subsection 2 of the following subsections. 2 capital A. A court may extend an alternative care order that has lapsed or make an interim order for a period not exceeding six months or good cause shown. To be, notwithstanding the amendment of section 151A, an order placing an orphan or abandoned child in foster care with a family member in terms of section 156 before or on the date of this amendment act may be extended by the court in terms of section 159.2 or section 186.2. Of the act, full stop. That is our clause 82 chair. And, and then, then the, the next, next one, person is the one that we've related to, which is an amendment of section 150. So we've already dealt with that one chair. And therefore, our next one is clause 92, which is an amendment of section 183 of the act. That clause reads as follows, chair. Section 183 of the principal act is hereby amended. By the substitution in subsection 1 for paragraph A of the following paragraph. A. The organization operating or managing the cluster foster care scheme must register as a designated child protection organization within two years of this provision coming into operation. And B, 
Why does insertion and subsection one of the paragraph A of the following paragraph? A, capital A, the provincial department of social development or a designated child protection organization must manage and operate a cluster foster care scheme in the prescribed manner. The next one here is clause 93, which is an amendment of section 185 of the act. It reads as follows. Section 185 of the principal act is hereby amended by the substitution of sex subsection two of the following subsection two. Not more than six children may be placed in foster care within a single person or two persons sharing a common household in terms of a registered cluster foster care scheme. The next clause is clause 12, so sorry, clause 94, chair, which is an amendment of section 186 of the act. It reads as follows. Section 186 of the principal act is hereby amended. A, by the insertion after subsection one of the following section, one capital A, despite the provision of subsection one, a children's court may be necessary for the federal supervision services, as contemplated in section 65, subsection 2A, from a letter two. B, by the substitution in subsection two for the words preceding paragraph A of the following words. A children's court may, comma, despite the provisions of section 151, subsection 1A, regarding the duration of a court order, and after having considered the need for creating stability in the child's life, comma, place a child in foster care with a family member and order that the foster care placement subsists until the child turns 18. Yes, yes. If, if. C, by the substitution of for subsection three of the following subsection three, despite the provisions of subsection one and two on comma, a social service practitioner must visit a child in foster care at least annually to monitor and evaluate the placement. And D, by the insertion after subsection three of the following subsection four, this section does not apply to a cluster foster care scheme contemplated in section 183 of the Act. Full stop. And then, Chair, there is a short title which updates, and it's, and it's in clause 13 of the of clauses. It reads as follows. This, this Act is called, called the Children's Children Amendment Act of 2020 and comes into operation on a date determined by the President by proclamation in the Gazette. So, this will just consequentially update at the end of the process, Chairperson. At this point, Chair, I would also just like to mention that the, the long title, long title of, this of this bill will also just be updated in, from what the bill was introduced, Chair, in order to reflect uh, the decisions of the committee and proper understanding of uh, this, this bill as before the committee. So these are the proposed clauses, Chairperson, that we are putting for the committee for consideration and deliberation, and also, and also an instruction for us to go into to further work that is required in this regard. Thank you, Chair. I don't know if my colleagues want to add anything that I may have left in my presentation. Thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Vice Chair. I don't have anything to add at this moment. Okay, thank you, Liz. Uh, what introduce? I also don't have anything to add. All is well. Thanks, Chairperson. Yeah, because we discussed this before, and you agree upon on how these uh, clauses and sections are. Honorable members, that's that's it. Going forward, what is the next step? 
Chairperson, the next step would be for members to deliberate, to deliberate uh, on, on this document, whether it is satisfactory of what the members want to see uh, of the bill after all of these amendments that the members have decided on. As indicated, Chairperson, a number of decisions have already been made by the committee in respect of this. We are now presenting uh, the, the proposed crafting, the proposed that, crafting incorporates that incorporates all of the, all of the documents that are before the members, for the, for the members, members to deliberate and decide on the way forward. The next step, Chairperson, after such deliberation, will be for us to go and develop uh, the so-called A-list, which is a list of committee amendments on this bill, subsequent to which we will then go to the B version, which is the final bill that will go with the committee report. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Honourable members, you have been deliberating this since I was two years old, and now I'm six years old. So what is it that you want to say? Honourable uh, Stock? No, thank you very much, uh, Honourable Chairperson. Uh, let me also appreciate again the uh, the amendments as tabled by the legal team from the presentation that they've just made now. And I also want to appreciate the fact that it's an inclusive presentation, which actually encapsulates the views from the Parliament Legal Services, uh, the Departmental Legal Services, as well as the State Law Advisor. So it actually gives us an opportunity. It presents. Uh, us in the portfolio committee was an opportunity of having been presented with a consolidated document of, of the views of the different uh, uh, legs of government, which is quite appreciative. And I want to say, uh, Honourable Chairperson, with what has been proposed in the in the in the proposed amendments, we actually had on a number of occasions as a portfolio committee, uh, we had a number of deliberations. Uh, and the amendments actually as proposed here, they are actually not new amendments. They have been proposed. And then this document was circulated to us also. I mean, I'm speaking now under correction about the huge document that was sent. Before the committee, we took the decision that we are going to summarize it into the clauses only which deals with foster care. So I want to put it on record, Honorable Chairperson, that uh, I also had an opportunity to go through a number of amendments as they have been proposed, and I fully align myself and agree with those amendments as proposed uh, by the presentation made by the department. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. Uh, uh, so I've, I'm in full support of the proposed amendments. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Stock. What are other members saying? Honorable Mflom. Thank you very much, Chair. Uh, Chair, I am also in support with the proposals from the legal advisor. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Honorable Msongo. Honorable J. Honorable Mangang. Thank you, Chair. I think this is not the first time we have gone through this document, uh, the thick document, the, the medium one, one until, until this, uh, uh, I can call it paperless, because the, the papers are less. We have deliberated really on it. 
we agree in almost what now I've seen the uh, state uh, the department uh, and the state law advisor they also come up with what we have agreed before so I don't have any hassles on what they have agreed because if we can go back where we used to tick and tick that we agree with this one, we agree with one. Even if we can check page by page, we'll find out this is what we have agreed upon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very I'm much. Supporting honorable stock. Okay. <laughs> Any contrary view? None then it means we agree accordingly as we discussed and deliberated before and even today we are saying that we agree with what uh, the legal advisor has presented to us the next step department Chairperson, my apologies. The next thing, Chairperson, the issue of the, so I was just referring to the rules, Chair, in order to properly advise in this regard. So in terms of the rules, Chair, uh, specifically uh, clause uh, or oh, NA rule number 162 of the, of the NA rules, it deals with the issue of quorum, Chair, for decision making. So in terms of this uh, uh, role, Chair, much as the committee may, may deliberate as the committee has done, unfortunately, the committee may not take decisions in respect of this, Chairperson, of this matter because there's no quorum. Uh, there needs to be at least one third of the committee members in order to present and deal with the matter as the members are dealing with now. So you, you've complied with that one, Chairperson, which is 1621. You are more than one third and you've just deliberated on the bill now. The only difficulty is taking a decision in respect of this because in terms of the rules, there must be a simple majority uh, in order to make a decision. And we've counted members to be about five members today, six, and the total number of members is 12, Chair. It's 11. It's 11. It's, it's 11. Now, Chair, I want to read to for committee's consideration the rule number 162.3, which reads as follows. When a committee has to decide a question and a quorum in terms of sub-rule two is not present, the chairperson may either suspend business until a quorum is present or adjourn the meeting. So these are the options of the committee chair. We so are we will just quorum. do the issue of calculation, chair, just to see whether... 50 plus one, Galok, is the quorum. I, I want to understand this issue of the quorum. If members are 11, I think the quorum is five. Six. Six. 50 plus 1. It's 5 plus 1. 50 plus 1, yes. Nice. So it's 5 plus 1. And I think we are 5 here, and Honorable Mutawu is there as the sixth person. Hmm. So, so, Chair, our, our committee secretary will just guide us quickly in terms of numbers, because he seems to have an official list of the committee members. He counts 12. Thank you. Where do you get 12? And, and in addition, Chair, maybe the legal advisor is also counting those that are yeah, as alternate. Yeah. Alternate. not all yeah. members that were supposed to participate or to take decision with us, those who have left the meeting. 
Thank you. No, no, thank you very much, honorable members. My my colleague who is a custodian of that process, Chair, will just quickly confirm for the committee. Okay. Thank you, Chair. Can you meanwhile while you are counting that? Tina says we know it by heart. We are eleven in total. And Tina that are present and discussing this, we are six today. And the ones that are supposed to have left out of eleven, it's five. So are we a quorum according to what you are reading? And which clause are you reading? Also 162. 162. Yes, 162. I had siphoning with Benfunan. We learned it. And from and from that eleven, some some members were in the college are not family members of alternate members. So maybe we call it. Don't forget me on visual. Yes, you will phone in the computer. Dendi, we are going to take them care. If you notice, I don't know. I'm going to come to see the Ozandresses. It's a breaking. Yeah. So now the members, my members, the biggest speaker, the quick look at the members. How many? Um, how many? We saw six. We are eleven. In order for us to be a quorum, it must be six members. Okay. If we are six, we are quorum. Okay, so you don't have the No, 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 no. So, so, Malindi, so, which person must have a deciding vote? I'm counting as a member of the for voting purposes. So, if we... So 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 if by my vote we can only one Malindine, but members as calling what was the six of that eleven. So if as long as members is vote we can only one, then the decision carries, ne? I guess sharp. So Yeah. Yeah. That is the agenda of the committee. Yes. Last week, members said we must start this process de novo. There was no decision about 21. Okay. We are starting de novo. De novo means starting from scratch. So our minutes are going to reflect that last week there was a deliberation and it was collapsed because members were not referencing enough. So this thing about the politics session.
Oh, let me mute myself. Yo. Application of brand so that you reject. The meeting is like as if it's yours. We're done, Tina. We have agreed. And then you are telling us about the quorum. Can you report on what you have agreed? 
No, thank you, Chair. We have looked at the rules, Chairperson, once again, in order to properly advise on this matter. And our our analysis of our analysis of one sixty-two, Chairperson, suggests that the, the committee meets the quorum to make a decision in respect of its business today. And therefore, Chairperson, the next step would be for the committee to make a decision, firstly, on what we've proposed as well as perhaps deliberate on some of the issues which have come arisen in the committee today, including the issue of clause 21, and make a decision in respect of that issue as well, in order for us to then properly conclude this process uh, to go into the A-list. Thank you, Chair. Okay, which means then, therefore, we have to look at the program on when do we have to meet and look for other clauses uh, including this one that we are talking about, 21. Okay, because we still have time. Ne? I raised my hand to say, oh, because they are done as the legal advisor, we are going for what is in this document. If we agree, we'll agree. And then we'll also put that section in one. If we, we, we are still pursuing the committee that this is what, what, it will stand if the committee agrees. Thank you, Chair. Okay. We are a quorum because we are six out of 11. Yes, Chair, you have now tabled the matter before the committee. After our presentation of the bill, so it is now up to the committee to decide on the of the section the what do we say about that? According to uh, the advice that we got from the legal advisors, otherwise we're done with part one. Sitting. Honorable Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, uh, as it to Section 21 and 24. Those are the two sections that uh, some of the colleagues wanted them to be included. Or can we speak to them uh, at once? Or, we, we, or can we speak to section we, 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 we would need to speak to section 21 only. Okay. okay. No, that's fine. As it relates to section 21, Honorable Chairperson, uh, I think in one of the meetings, uh, when we had an opportunity to deliberate, uh, on the inclusion or the exclusion of uh, Section 21. Uh, I think on record, Honorable Mangaye went in terms of capturing it very well. 
that uh, yes, for an example, we had a group of uh, the Fathers for Justice, which were going or following the portfolio committee program uh, throughout the country, throughout the regions and all of that, uh, so that their views can be captured or heard by the committee. Yes, but in terms of the participatory democracy, I think what Honorable Mangani was saying in vernacular language, he said uh, the issue of the exclusion we must be careful as a portfolio committee because there might be uh, uh, other cultures that might be excluded out of this. So it's an issue that needs for us to embark on a thorough public participation process. Like the issue of custody of children, it's not an automatic right, so we'll have to go back again and embark on a public participation process. So I'm of the view and I'm in full support that we must uh, for the process of meeting the deadline of the North Houting High Court, we must not include Section 21. We must exclude it, and then it gets rejected as part of the other clauses that are rejected, which might be considered at the later stage by the committee in the form of a committee bill. Uh, and that will actually give us an opportunity as a committee uh, to then go into detail and embark on a public participation process and consider all these other factors uh, that are actually surrounding uh, Section 21. Uh, the issues that have been raised by Father I think my colleagues have actually covered me. Those are fundamental and critical issues. I also, in the last portfolio committee, I went to say I'm actually sympathetic to the issues that are raised by Fathers for Justice. I think that's what I said even in the last time when I made an input as well. But because of issues that have been raised by Fathers for Justice, it's not something that is automatic based on the advice given to us by the legal team. So we need to process uh, certain factors thoroughly and then so that when the, the Section 21 has been considered, we have actually taken into consideration of all other factors surrounding it. And then, Honorable Chairperson, as it relates to Section 21 as well, uh, the issue of participatory democracy, where Parliament allows the community or members of the public also to be heard or to have their say in legislation making progress, uh, legislation making programs. Uh, the fact that Fathers, of, Fathers for Justice were following us. Uh, they were saying to us the same things that we were saying all over where they were following us. So uh, it, it was not to say that it was different stakeholders saying uh, the same thing from time to time. So for the record, it was the same stakeholder who was following us for each and every meeting, but was saying the same thing over and over. So I want to put it on record that Fathers for Justice is one of the stakeholders that followed us and said the same thing. So if we're going to include it, we might end up now having considered one stakeholder amongst the rest that we have actually left out. So I'm in full support, Honorable Chairperson, that for now, for the purpose of progress, uh, let's put it aside and reject it as well, so that it forms part of the committee bill, which might be considered by the portfolio committee at the later stage. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Stock. So section 21 is all rejected according to what a honorable stock is saying. Uh, but uh, it needs also a thorough consultation. Remember in the public hearings, we even said uh, the, 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 the chiefs needs to also convey the message to the communities because a strong, very strong uh, parent uh, or father 
in Free State. I remember I have forgotten the area, but in Free State stood up and he was firm, saying that we don't dispute this issue of parenting, but a father or one has to at least have uh, paid the, the, what is it, um, the damages. He put it like that. He must at least have been paid the, the, the damages and then be allowed to take care of. Yes, there was also a discussion because others were saying they are not, uh, fathers are not working, but they have to show their respect in terms of going to that house or family and and agree upon on this. That will be also a sort of encounter and paying of damages for whatever that has been done or damaged by a particular father. So Honorable Stock put it in a very, very professional way and in a way of summarizing it by saying let's reject it for now and then try to make sure that we do a thorough um, consultation on this and give it another space also for the communities to agree upon them. Uh, anyone who's saying something contrary to this, what we have, we have said, Honorable Stock. Honorable Chair, please pardon me. I just want to add on to what the Chair, I think the Chair has raised a very important issue of the Chiefs in terms of the cultural issues as it relates to Section 21. So if, because the bill takes, uh, it must also take into consideration such stakeholders like the Chiefs. Uh, it must also, I will propose that it must also be referred even further to the House of Traditional Leaders. Mm -hmm. And then in terms of the joint uh, tagging mechanisms, it must also be uh, sent to uh, uh, to comply with the taking processes, which will even delay uh, uh, the process even further to process the consultation process. So I propose that this bill must be taken throughout the whole processes. The chiefs, like the chair was indicating, they must also be considered and all the different stakeholders. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Thanks. Thank you very much, Honorable Stock because really we do have a house of traditional leaders at a national level, and we do have representatives on that. Uh, Honorable Mangani. Chair, while I'm supporting, I want to add something that the chair have omitted. It was not in free state only. Where we went in Limpopo, where we went in Northwest, where we went in Bumalanga, they even asked us, are you taking Yes, I wanted to put on record that those were the provinces that say now you want to become Abakayana. You want to bring So we need to put that into context. We, we don't dispute this fathers for justice. But for now, we reject. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so it's a delay much. Are we done with that one? Can we then proceed to uh, the other one? No, thank you, Chair. Uh, Chair, 
the, the process really now after the committee has decided to adopt this document there is for us to go and do the formal stage now of just formalizing this into a, the a list which is the committee amendments formalized and then we'll present that in the committee meeting next in the next meeting of the committee and subsequent to which if the committee agrees with what we presented which will be exactly this where the committee has now given us we can then transfer the bill into what is known as the b version which, which is, is the, the final, final bill that will become accompanied by the report to the House. So after the bill version is presented and the committee agrees with it, which is the final, final bill and how the act will look like when it is passed, it must then be accompanied by a report which will come out of this whole process and reflecting everything that has taken place in the committee up until this stage. Thank you. Thank you. section we have passed by Yona because now you are going to form a B version. Now, we have to reject section 21 and then take it further and even consult the House of Traditional Leaders because provinces that uh, reject that not saying that they, they 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 disagree fully about it but at least they want people to show remorse and also pay something uh, to the damages so finally make a rejection but why with the rejection sitting here for 24 do we discuss also 24 I, I think Chair 24 was just a, an error on the side of the person was, who was proposing because it was always there. Yeah, that's what I was saying. U24 is also part and parcel of the 12 that we have agreed. So I, I don't know because now at first, last previous meeting, I asked that question, U24, and I was answered that 24 already was there. The only thing Abandu, they wanted to get the clarity on how they face Ogani, how are we going to face the 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 the, the clause of the 24 clause. where do we go for today? Yes, sir. And and as, as, as the committee has decided, the next step will be for us to go and do the A list. A list. Thank you, Chair. A list. Or not be. We will also bring a draft meeting. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. Um, at the time now, those that are going to join the parliament are free to do so, but we should go downstairs and do part B as we are going to do uh, the B list. <laughs> so the meeting has adjourned. Thanks everyone who has managed to attend the meeting today. And um, it, thank you very much even for those that have walked away. They have assisted us to continue with the bill. Thank you very much. The meeting is adjourned. Thank you, thank you Jay. Thank you.